Hello YouTube, good morning. This is James Baker here, your favorite international tax consultant. And today I have a call with a guy from um, Bahamas, from the Caribbean, I, th I think Bahamas. And um, he is trying to open brokerage accounts. He actually has one open and we talk about how it is to open a brokerage account. Why is it so difficult? What happens when you have a brokerage account? How to pay taxes when you have a when you're investing in stocks or cryptos in the US and how to report it, just basically all of it. And uh, there's a little bit of commentary in there. It's a pretty casual conversation, a lot of value, I think. Quick call, I hope you appreciate it. I hope you don't appreciate it, I hope you enjoy it. And uh, thanks for watching the channel. Let's get to the call. Hello? Hey, how you doing, man? Hey, I'm doing great. How are you doing? Good morning. Don't know, don't know, man. Nice, nice to uh, uh, meet you. <laughs> Likewise, it's, I'm glad that we are uh, finally able to have this meeting. Where are you? Um, yeah, so I see your your questions. Where are you calling from today? From the Bahamas. I'm from Nassau, Bahamas. But from the Bahamas, awesome. So um, yeah, so tell me a little bit about what your uh, what what's going on, your, your questions and stuff. All right, so yeah, so being from the Bahamas, I was just looking for uh, an avenue where I can invest um, in the U.S., uh, particularly in um, just taking advantage, I guess, of the brokerage firms there. Uh, so, you know, maybe you can point me in the direction in terms of you know what I would need to to get started with that. So you haven't started doing any investing at all, and you want to use U.S. brokerages. You don't even know where to start. That's the, I guess, the, the point, right? Yeah, for the most part, yeah. Okay, so, yeah, I mean, you, you have to just apply at U.S. brokerage firms. They're, they're kind of funny about how they do this because I see some people trading, you know, millions of dollars a year. You know, it could be like everyday trading and stuff from mm -hmm. certain accounts, and then other people from the same country apply and get denied from the same brokerage firm. So you just have to apply. Interactive brokers is a, a big one. Mm -hmm. uh, TD Ameritrade, Schwab, uh, there's there's a number of different ones. It, it's, and you can do it personally or you can do mm -hmm. it with a company. It gets um, trickier when you apply with a company just because the applications are a little more complicated. Right. Uh, but and it's still the same thing. I don't I don't understand why they make it that way. And mm -hmm. I expect there to be a little bit of disruption uh, in this in this pretty soon. I mean. Everyone talks about Robinhood and um, like Webull and all the different guys on, on YouTube talk about all these, but they don't. They're they're more streamlined and set up only for U.S. people. You know, you apply. You have to have a social security number to apply, right? Um, for those, so um, you have to use different ones. TD, and like TD Ameritrade has, has been a favorite for clients of mine for a long time, but then I have other clients who just get rejected from that. Yeah, I think I was looking into uh, TD Ameritrade, and I think it's it's specific to either U.S. either U.S. citizen or U.S. resident. I think it's, what it it's looks not. It's not. I have plenty of non-resident clients that use it. They they have um, items or like no huh? people. Yeah, you apply and you you use it. You can call them. They have good support. You can call them and ask them. Like it's mm -hmm. it's going to take a little bit of legwork on your end, and most of them have support and sales teams and. If you call once and they say it's not possible, call again and talk to someone else because sometimes <laughs> there's uninformed people that work and these are like kind of unique questions for them. Yeah, you're right. Um, so, yeah, I just 
kind of, I guess, wanted to, to make sure I was going about it the right way. But I, I do actually have a, a Delaware LLC, um, and I'm currently with Interactive Brokers. So I was able oh, to... Oh, so you already, yeah, you already have it set up. Perfect. Yeah, so I have it, so I have it set up. Um, so I'm actually already I'm, uh, trading, so to speak. I, I mean, I'm just in ETFs and index funds for right now. Um, uh, but but I just just was curious because um, obviously you can get an EN for the LLC or an ITIN for the individual. But yeah. for a non-US person or resident, I mean, what's the benefit of having the LLC over ITIN, right? Because I'm thinking the LLC, obviously you have to, I think for both you would have to file taxes, whether the individual or the, the LLC. Um, and then you have to maintain, there's a lot of costs associated with obviously maintaining the LLC as opposed to just, you know, doing everything in your name. So just I curious. Mean, mm. It's, you have to uh, apply for the I-10. You have to renew it every couple of years. And so, then, right. And the LLC, if you use a small state, uh, like like Wyoming's like $120 a year to keep it open. So it's not like super cost prohibitive. And then you can get my course on how to file the 5472, and that will um, explain exactly how to do it. That's a one-time thing. You can use it every year. So it doesn't have to be that expensive to open the LLC. I mean, if you're investing less than, you know, like $300 and and that's like your whole budget, I get it, then you should probably just do it in your own name. Mm-hmm. But but like I said, there's people, I, I have clients who uh, have TD Ameritrade accounts and they don't have ITINs or socials or LLCs, or well, they have LLCs where they might like be in their own name. Another benefit of the LLC is that if there's a, if you have more than one owner, you have some estate tax protection. Whereas if you have $100,000 in your brokerage account and you die, then mm-hmm. for, your, for your family to get that money out of the brokerage account, they have to pay taxes on on the amount over 60000 Okay. So that's a benefit of having an LLC is that you can have a uh, an account like that. If you have two people on the account, like with joint rights of survivorship, they're still going to make you pay taxes if you die, uh, estate taxes. So that's a, a big benefit of the LLC for, for like heavier investors. But if you're just starting out and you're playing around and you're doing your own thing, you can just open – one in your own name, and if you know less than sixty thousand, you just try it out. Okay, yeah, I think I'd probably be above um, that that price point at, at some point. So I think um, the LLC would probably be better in the long term. Yeah, um, you you'll have to change the application though, because right now you're probably a single member LLC. You, know, you said you had multiple members in your LLC. Yeah, right? it is. It is um, multiple. Yeah, I think they they it was um it's almost like a partnership. I think. Um, yeah, so it's, a, it's it's tacked as a partnership. It's a multi, uh, more than one member, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I guess, is there a benefit then, um, because I know you, you mentioned Wyoming. I'm in Delaware. So is there um, a benefit to say one state over the next? Because I think for Delaware, I think it's $250 uh, uh, a year. To- no, it's 300 and then you have to pay a, a, for a registered agent. So it could be $400 a year. If you right. most registered agents are around hundred dollars in Delaware, correct. Um, so, so I guess just comparing that to to Wyoming, would it be better to have? Um, because I mean, if you if you compound that, if you're saying one twenty versus say three four hundred plus, you know that's that's additional money I could invest. And they have cheaper registered agents too in Wyoming, but you right. already have the, you already have everything open. You know, you already have yeah. it done. And then they have New Mexico, I guess too. It's just a one. You don't have to pay renewals. It's just always open. Okay. All right. 
All right. So, so just maybe on the back end then, because I know you mentioned, uh, so it's granted I have everything already set up. So from a task yeah. perspective, yeah. Well, from you, for you, it's uh, like there's not really any benefit of one state over another for the LLC. Mm-hmm. The reason people use Delaware, well, I mean, the privacy is one thing, but the reason people use Delaware is because of the corporate um, laws for like stock. Mm-hmm. And that's why big companies use Delaware. But mm-hmm. for most of my, of my clients and the people I talk to, it really doesn't matter. Like you're never going to okay. have any, any real reason. You're not going to go to court uh, for securities laws in Delaware, you know? Okay. Uh, so just maybe on the back end, and I know you, you had mentioned that you had some packages for uh, tax filings. Um, well, that, like, actually not for the multi-member LLC yet, but um, a lot of people ask for it, so I probably should make it, make like uh, spend like uh, a weekend just filming, explaining how to do these tax forms for multi-member LLC. So, I mean, technically, I guess on paper is multi, but then, I mean, I'm the only, I'm the only one that, that is making contributions uh, to the partnership. So it's pretty much me. I just, you know, just had, you know, my mother and my sister on it. So would that be, would that make a difference? Well, if they're, if they're on it, then it's still multi, multiple owners. Okay. I mean, obviously if you own 98% of it and they each own 1%, you're going to do all the work. I mean, it's right. however, however you arrange it, you know, it's, and it's also family members too. So, but yeah, you would file the 1065, the partnership tax return, not the 5472. Okay. But you guys assist with that? Um, you may not necessarily have a package that would, would you guys could assist with the filing for that. Yeah, sure. We do have packages. We do assist with the filings and setups and whatever you need, really. Okay. Um, and then, so just in terms of like a price point or maybe the average price for like something like what I have. Well, it uh, it depends. We're adjusting that, you know. It's it's in the around like a thousand dollars or something, but it depends how um, what filings we have to do. But I can I'll send you an email about uh, about that stuff uh, when you're uh, when you need to have it filed, or even now. Okay. okay. All right. We could do that. We could do that. Um. How's the trading going? Yeah, so how, I also- how long have you been doing it? <laughs> so I'm 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 actually a, a US CPA. Although I live out of the Bahamas, I'm actually um, uh, licensed in um, New York. Um, so I'm actually just learning. Uh, so I'm really into options trading right now. So really, the biggest thing was just getting the account open, funding the account, and um, you know, I'm paper trading at the moment. So options are risky. Yeah. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> yeah. So, why? So, how did you? So, you got your US CPA. Are you? Do you practice tax or accounting? Right. So, back home, I, I was at a you know, one of the big fours um, back in the Bahamas. So, it was not on the tax side, but more or less just just the accounting side. So, we used to deal with like a lot of um, hedge funds, private equity funds, you know, that kind of stuff. Okay. Cool. You saw how much they were making. You said I need to start trading. It's gonna make it a killing. <laughs> I know, right? Um, so yeah, so that's that, that's what I'm working on. And I also saw something interesting that you had mentioned um, when it when it came to, I guess, the tax implications for for traders. I know you had mentioned that, um, I guess, effectively you would not have to pay any tax um, as long as, I guess, you stay away from like um, dividends or interest income. 
Yeah, um, I mean, uh, portfolio interest actually is exempt from tax, but uh, dividends, you don't have to, uh, well, dividends you would pay tax on. It. It's it's interesting because since you have an LLC, if you give them a W-9, if you have since you have a multi-member LLC, if you give them a W-9 because you're a partnership, then your partnership would have to file the taxes and do the withholding for the dividend income. And they'll, and they'll send you a statement and everything, so then you would have to do that. So that's a little bit um, different part. That's how it would make the filing a little more complex. Mm -hmm. So it's probably better. If you're all doing options, you'll never get a dividend because that's not right, how right, it right. Yeah. So it's, I'm not saying it's not bad for dividends, but they just withhold 30%. Okay. But I think for, for most of the brokerages, I think like for interactive, isn't that withheld? Um, so you don't even get that? So it's it, not depend, it depends, though. Normally, for a foreign person, it would be because you would tell them you're a foreign person. But if you said you're a multi-member LLC and you, and you right. said you're a U.S. person because it's a U.S. company, right. then they might not do that. You're right. You're right. Depends if you give them a W-9 or W-8, Ben. Yeah. Yep, you're right. All right. So, so just curious, you, you had any other clients out of the U.S. that um, that uh, oh sorry, out of out of maybe the Caribbean, like maybe the Bahamas that that you've dealt with in the past? Just curious, what route that they they took just to, to get access, maybe to like brokerage accounts, etc. I mean, it's the same as everyone else. Like I said, it's it's a it's a finicky process. I have uh, someone from maybe Barbados who I'm working with trying to get an Amazon account open and it's been annoying there too. Uh, mm. well, but the thing is some people don't have problems. Some people do. It's really inconsistent. Um, yeah. how these, how these companies, uh, both format, well, they, they have their applications, but it's inconsistent how they process them and approve accounts. It's just some people get approval. Some don't. I have some a guy. People. Yeah. I have people, a bunch of clients in Colombia, a lot of Colombian clients who have, TD Ameritrade accounts, and then I have a guy from Spain who can't get his open, and he couldn't get Interactive Brokers open, and he couldn't get all these things open. They required so much documentation. He sent it. They didn't like it, and they said no. So we're working at another one trying to get it, and I reached out to local brokers. As I'm trying to help help my clients do it, but it's just, you know, there's only so much I can do because you're doing the application, and it's basically all your information. Correct. Yeah, it's funny that you said that because, I mean, um, you know, I – I tried to, because, you know, I was talking to a couple of my guys, um, yeah, as well, and they have accounts with interactive brokers. You know, they they told me, well, you know, they didn't have the ITIN or the, the you know, LLC or the IN. Um, yeah. So I'm just like, well, what? Like, how, how did you get the account open? So I tried. I tried, I think, um, last weekend. I said, like, anyways, let me try. Um, and the requirements were significantly less in terms of what I had to come up with to provide but then you know when i sent the information to verify my uh my bank they were saying something but the bank isn't you know on um, the fatf list it's just weird because it's the same bank that i use to get through on the llc but now when i'm trying to do it for me as an individual um they're saying that they can't accept that bank um so i just cancel the application and yeah there's just a bunch of weird stuff like that right that's yeah. whatever fatf list but they work for the bank when you yeah, I did it with the company. Yep. Yep, it's tricky. Um, we'll find a good solution one day. Keep watching the YouTube channel, and, and I'll eventually <laughs> have a call like this where we just do the application and get it approved on the same call. We'll fig I'll figure that out one day. I know, right? I know. That'll be um, that'll be a good a, a good watch. 
Yeah, right. That'll be a good one. So I'm, I'm looking to get that on my YouTube. So, yeah. I mean, good luck with your options trading. Be careful. And, uh, uh, you know, good luck. We're, we're, I guess we're on a low now. It's going up. It's The market's crazy. I can't handle it. I'm terrible at it. Yeah. <laughs> so you're not doing I'm pretty sure you're doing some some type of investing though. Maybe not maybe not in options, but I'll maybe buy, like, I'll just buy cryptos. I love cryptos. Crypto. <laughs> All right. So you've been in a while or you've you've um I'm not I'm not a crypto millionaire, but I like it and I and I have some and you know I've been I've been dabbling in it for a, a couple of years. All right, so, that's good. Hopefully you got in um, at a good price and you just ride Well I, I think it's I think crypto's gonna keep going up. I think it's gonna. I think it, you know, the, it, it has a, a strong future. I don't think it's a trend. Okay. I think it's here, think it's here to stay. Well, that's good stuff, man. That's good stuff. Hey, we'll, oh, yeah, we will it. see. We will see. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, yeah. One of the companies that I'm invested in, um, they, 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 I think they did a partner with with Coinbase. Uh, they did a partnership with Coinbase, so now they're accepting um, uh, crypto. I guess Bitcoin. Um, so yeah. There's That's a lot it. of there's yeah. a lot of companies doing it. Bitcoin is probably going to end up more like a less of a transactional thing and more of an investment thing. Like like they say, digital gold. Like people don't buy stuff with gold, you know. Right. So I think I think that'll probably be uh, there's a lot there's a long way for the technology to go. It uh, has very promising uh, applications and it's really exciting and fun. It's a big shift. I think I I just think the governments are going to have their own digital currencies. We're going to move out of paper eventually. Right. We'll see again. We'll see what happens. I'm not historically. I've been terrible at investing. In life, <laughs> so. uh, that's not too bad. That's not too bad. I'm good at taxes. And, yeah, uh, obviously, right? International <laughs> taxes. So I'm good at. I'm good at. I understand the tax laws, so that's cool. But you know, but anyways, Aaron. I mean, thanks for the call. Um, good luck with the options investing and everything. Let me know if you have any other questions, and uh, we can be in touch with the, with the filings and stuff. If you need help. Right, we'll do. Um, yeah, be sure to maybe I can send you a reminder um, uh, in terms of the pricing for. The, yeah, yeah, just send me an email and I'll respond. I'm a little behind the emails always, but I'll I'll get to it. All right, really appreciate that, man, James. Okay, no, thank you for waiting for the call. It was great to talk with you, and you know we'll be in touch. All right, later. Okay, bye. bye. So that call went really well. Aaron had some great questions about brokerage accounts, and the truth is, it is a complicated and and difficult. And it's not your fault or my fault. It's just the companies are inconsistent in how they process these applications and they require a ton of information. And you have money, you just wanna buy and sell stocks, you wanna invest, you wanna trade, and they just don't make it easy. The tax side of it though is pretty easy. If you have capital gains to non-resident, you don't pay tax on those gains. It's pretty awesome, it's a great opportunity. And that's why it's even more frustrating that it's hard to open brokers accounts because you wanna get in, you wanna invest, you wanna do it. Cryptos are taxed the same as stocks basically at this point. Whereas the IRS treats them as if you buy crypto, that's your purchase price. If you sell it, it's your selling price less the purchase price is gain or loss. And that's each individual transaction should be reported like that. So um, just just like uh, to give you a caveat. So if you have any questions like this too, um, there's description. There should be some links in there. I'm always busy. So you're going to be a week out, two weeks out maybe. But I'll look forward to talking to you. Uh, let me know if you can't make that call when you schedule it. There's paid consults too. And comment if you if I said something wrong or if you have any questions or if you want to say hi. Like and subscribe. I appreciate you. And I will see you in the next video.